and he taps his comm badge. All crew, this is Captain Ulysses Quinn. We are about to jump to warp. Prepare yourselves. Mr. Drake, on your ready, take the ship to maximum warp. Let's see what this baby can do. So as you go to warp, you can you can hear like the Star Trek equivalent of the engines rearing up, and it's just a glorious sound to those of you who love starships. And there's just a like, and you can see the the view screen uh, sort of showing like almost the stars like stretching out like like an like a hallway in a bad dream or something, as the ship begins to just like outrageously go like faster than ever trying to slingshots off because of course space is really loud (laughs) (laughs) as we um, all know and lieutenant drake you can see on your screen there's a little status display as as the warp increases warp one warp two warp three warp four yeah i'm I'm saying it out loud as it happens five here comes five yay six warp seven warp eight Warp 9, and then it starts hitting the decimals. Warp 9, 1, 9.2, 9. 9.3, 9. 9.4, and then at this point, everyone's chanting along, probably. <laughs> 9.5, And then, as you hit around 9.7, there's suddenly just a cacophony of sound and lights in every direction. The view screen in front of you completely goes black. Um... The, the lights on the bridge go out, and then the emergency lights flicker on, and the panels around you just start sparking and exploding. Um, uh, In-game, Seraph goes flying as his console explodes in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Worf falls off of the bridge somehow. Yes. Uh, yeah, somebody, yeah, one of the crewmen rolls out of the ship. <laughs> Quinn, so relaxed, sort of leaning back in his chair, ends up getting whiplash, hitting the railing uh, behind him and sort of rearing forward. Anyone who was standing basically gets either thrown up against the wall and getting the wind knocked out of them, or falling, possibly. The floor. Uh-huh. Anyone sitting down probably got whacked up against the console in front of them. Mm. And there's just something like a... And you hear just a huge, like... <laughs> like an incredible massive boom from somewhere within the ship and everything just dead stops mirin takes a tumble and he's going no 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 <laughs> quinn quinn grabs at the cut on the on his forehead that he sustained hitting the ground as he sort of like sort of gets up from the ground days and looks around a status report seraph stands back to his feet and quickly walks over back to his console, seemingly unfazed, his smile still firmly in place. He attempts to access his console. Captain, I'm not getting anything at my console. I believe it is dead. And my terminal as well. Lieutenant Drake, are you getting anything uh, from anywhere? Lieutenant, were you able to disengage the warp engines? My console shut down. As soon as the calamity began, I flicked as many of the analog switches as I could. <laughs> of which there are exactly zero. There's one. It just says stop. No, it's a fidget. It's a fidget analog. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, out of out of character, 
this this panel that I have is it all computers or are there actual like buttons and switches on this? All no, touch. There's majority like, report. It's, it's touch screen. It's touch yeah. screen. Oh, whoops. It, it reconfigures itself it so that you can have a bunch of different configurations. So it's all just a smooth touch screen. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. I see. Um, you, I didn't say that dumb thing. I didn't say that dumb thing. I just said <laughs> I. I, I yeah. also lost my system uh, shortly after the calamity began. Yeah. Captain, I suggest that I and Oka go down to engineering. I believe we need to access the systems more directly. Yes, do that. Uh, gripping my head in horror at what just <laughs> happened, uh, can I loosely theorize what just happened? Like, can I roll to like loosely theorize, piece together what just happened before I even go and look? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, as he's doing that, I wanted to ask, are... Nice! Uh, huh, okay. Very good roll. Okay, let me resolve this roll, and then I'll get yeah, to do you. That, do that. Well, uh, if you had to take a guess at it, we definitely went to warp, so we have traveled somewhere, and something has snapped us out of it. Obviously, something failed on the ship, that's why everything went offline. And the only thing that you weren't comfortable with, of course, was the warp coils. But we definitely traveled somewhere. Okay, uh, so as I go to follow, um... and because Okamiran rolled so well, um, uh, everyone can add one momentum to their character sheet, which could be used by someone later on. Nice. So momentum member is a party pool system. So if someone else chooses to use momentum, it's not per person; it's for the entire group. Cool. Okay. So, yeah. so did you say we left warp? Like that's what happened. Yeah, we've we're we're not in warp anymore. Like, doesn't okay. feel like it, but we um, definitely traveled at some point. So as I'm going to go try and go down, with, follow uh, Seraph. Yeah. That's yes. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna like is are all the systems out? Like, I'm gonna tap my badge and try to like send a message across the ship, see if that yeah. works. I was I was yeah that was my next thought mentioning too. to do that too. Right. Um, Does anything happen when I do that? Your comm badge still seems to be functioning, but because the shipboard communications are offline, you aren't able to send any more than a personal communique to one person. Okay. Well, I'm just going to start tapping it out of frustration as I walk towards the, uh, the elevator. Start sparking. Drake turns to Captain Ulysses and says, with permission, Captain, I wish to step into the conference room to see if I can spot anything out of the ship's windows as all computers are down at the moment be my guess mr drake i i do go into the conference room and i do look out the window mm. do i see anything uh yeah so you're not you're not it doesn't look like you're moving anymore looks like the ship is standing still full stop full stop yeah um and there's stars outside no so... planets other ships Nothing really noteworthy at all? Not from the angle of the window, no. Okay, good to know. I don't suppose there's much we can do except sit cozy until Mr. Seraph and Mr. Oka restore something or other. Uh, Seraph and Oka, you make your way uh, down. Uh, the, the turbo lift works, so not everything's offline. Like, regular mechanical things seem to be okay. So you make so your way down to... getting a relatively to... smooth ride in the dark? Yep. Yeah, that's good. Do, do, do. And after a little while, after a little while, the emergency lights come on in the turbo lift. 
as you in, in in the corridors and so on and so forth. So after a few minutes on the bridge, like the little like emergency red lights come on, mm. you can kind of sort of see each other. Is is there visible damage inside the turbo lift as we ride down? No, not in the turbo lift. No. Okay. Well, I'm not on the bridge, so I can't ask about that. Yeah. Um, so you make your way down to main engineering, which is on deck 11, Sorry, by the way. Before, before we get there, I had yes. rolled science and reason to see okay. if I myself had managed to reason out something about what we had just gone through. The, the, okay. I, I had in mind like the potential collapse of our warps, warp fields. There's mm, things that yeah. I would be familiar with, having served on other vessels previously. Yes. Uh, gut feeling tells you that nothing like that happened. I mean, you don't think the subspace field collapsed. Hmm. Something outside of my experience. Yeah. All right, well then, I simply share with Mr. Oka, it seems that our experimental technology was not quite ready for field testing. Uh, I do hear you and acknowledge it visually, but otherwise still in horror. Yeah. Uh, you make it to main engineering, like I said, on deck 11. Uh, the emergency lights have come on, and there's a few engineering guys sort of scrambling around. Um, the warp reactor looks fine, actually. The warp drive looks stable. Nothing's gone off here. Um, but uh, And you can see that some of the engineering crew have managed to get some of the consoles in main engineering back online. Um, so that's good. Um, and uh, one of one of the one of the engineering ensigns manages to even get the lights back on after a few give minutes. Give that guy a give him a promotion. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am going to them. I am going to rush up to one of the functioning consoles and immediately start looking for problems. Okay. Uh, so I want you to roll. Uh, engineering plus control, please. And as he does that, I also walk up to one of the functioning consoles and immediately attempt to access the sensor functions to determine yes. our point in space. Okay. Um, computers focus for this, yes or no? Computers focus, yes. Perfect. What would you wow. like me to roll? Oh my god, what? Wow, way to oh. go. Two ones. This this is oh, our chief engineer for you guys. Oh, that's good at his damn job. That's how Star Trek ought to work. As it turns out, we actually do make it home by twenty one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what what did you want me to roll, Nathaniel? Um, not the same, for but for science. So control plus science. Okay. Okay. Not quite a not quite a damn roll, but uh -huh. good. Definitely good. To, to okay, standard so success, yes. Yeah, to standard good. Okay, so Oka Mirin, or sorry, Mirin Oka, you're immediately able to tell exactly what happened. You managed to get um, all systems back online in a matter of like five minutes. Uh, so the consoles on the bridge are back online restored. Um, and you're also able to determine, um, I, I'm going to whisper this to you so that you can do the like reveal in, in game, okay? <laughs> So just give me a second. Uh, meanwhile, Seraph, you're. Go ahead. Why do we even have other engineers? <laughs> just one Bajoran in a dark room. Yeah. <laughs> Miss and Seraph, thanks to Oka's quick work, uh, the sensors are back online, and you're able to get a bearing on where we are. And I'm going to whisper that to you too, so you can do the dramatic 
reveal thing, okay? So just patience. Excellent work, Mr. Murin. I have sensors back online. <laughs> We're on the move. Is yeah. the PA system back? Yes. Ship-wide communications uh, back. Um, I want to send a message across the ship. Uh, yeah. In lieu of an emergency, all engineers report to engineering immediately. And then, and then you hear Quinn over the call badge. Mr. Mirin, ha have we gone any- it looks like power's been restored. No response. <laughs> Mr. Mirin, can you hear me? Is the warp- is the warp core stabilized? Bad news, Captain. The warp coils are absolutely shot, and we have no warp capability whatsoever. The warp coils? How is that possible? What? Uh, Seraph taps, taps, taps his badge as well to join in on the conversation. Seraph to Captain Ulysses Quinn. I'm afraid I have more bad news, Captain. Uh, perhaps this is not the time for it, though? No, let's just get it all out of the way, Mr. Seraph. I've done a quick sensor sweep, thanks to Mr. Mirren's excellent work getting the systems back online. And my first instinct was, of course, to attempt to match against the nearest subspace relays. They usually send out a timed pulse. I won't get into the technical details. Uh, but that failed. I assumed perhaps we were unable to receive the signals, which could be explained by damage to the sensor arrays. So I then started to look at nearby pulsars and quasars quasars rather sorry for the regular navigation data that we use to determine a fixed point in space-time yes mr. Seraph uh, sorry captain let me get to the point Edison yells on the edge of his seat <laughs> it would appear that we are somewhat off the beaten track captain I'm not sure I'm understanding you mr. Seraph where exactly are we there are no Federation subspace relays anywhere near us. Are you saying that we're in Romulan or Klingon space? There are also no recognized pulsar or quasar configurations. Of course, the final step is to do a database match against known star configurations. Guild taps his, his comm badge as well. How is that possible? We would have had to warp well outside he, he trails off incredibly confused captain commander i'm afraid that the final database match was a success with some algorithmic transformations to account for a significant change in space-time position how significant mr seraph i would approximate it this time about 70,000 light years outside the nearest mapped location. 70? And we don't have any warp capability. Uh, as it would happen, Commander, warp capability is the least of our concerns at this time. Even if we had full warp capability, 70,000 year light years outside of the nearest map area that a Federation vessel has ever visited puts us a good 60 to 70 years away from the Federation. So nobody has ever been here. Good God. We have never even 
sensor sweeped out this far. Our greatest digital and analog telescopes can get only the blurriest images of this portion of space. I believe we are in the section of space best quantified as the delta quadrant. This is... And, I should add, the most distant corner of it. Well, um, I don't want to make things seem grimmer than they are, so I will start with a positive. <laughs> if somehow this ship can make it back into Federation space, this can be an incredible opportunity to map a sector that we never would have gotten to in the first place. Putting that aside... That is actually an excellent point, Commander. I'm very uh, much looking forward to it. Unfortunately, by the time we returned to the Federation to share our discoveries, most of you would be dead, and I would be middle-aged. Yes, that was my next <laughs> thought. <laughs> Captain, uh, do you have any advice or anything to go on at the moment? I want all senior staff in the conference room immediately. Understood. Hmm. Yes, sir. Serif does one last sensor sweep before oh, okay. uh, we head up there looking for hostile signatures or just even energy signatures at all that might indicate nearby planets, nearby ships, nearby supply depots, space stations, uh, little rowboats, anything. <laughs> Fantastic. Give me another give me another science plus control then. Alright. And and uh Kirk, if Locke mm -hmm. could give me a security plus control role as well, please. I'm basically I'm basically asking you to just make sure that the uh tactical systems came back online as well as everything yep. else. Yeah, that's the, yeah. So if it's relating to tactical systems, then yes. Yes. There you go. Boop. Okay, Seraph got two successes. Locke got three. Perfect. Yes. So you'll be pleased to know that we still have our complement of eighty torpedoes. All the phaser rays seem to be back online. Our they didn't explode with the rest of it. Well, the, sh the torpedoes are stored in the, the cells. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. They could be. Yeah, oh, so we basically... Reactor? We'd go so much faster. <laughs> Let's get to work here, gentlemen. I got ten minutes before my roast beef's gonna be ready at home. Uh. <laughs> oh god, did I shut the oven off? <laughs> uh, it's gonna be 70 years before I get back. Oh, the oven lasts that long. Well, my, I left my front porch lights on. Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> don't you hate it when you do that? And then you leave for 70 years? Who's gonna bring the Who's gonna bring the milk in? <laughs> okay. Anyways, um. Anyways, okay. So yes, and uh, like you, like I said, uh, there were some injuries, but nobody died, and uh, the serious injuries are being tended to by Doctor Alexa and her competent Perfect. medical staff. So, All right. Uh, the ship, by the way, is also equipped with an emergency medical hologram, which may or may not be voiced by Robert Picardo. So there you go. Right. Anyways, um. So now we're in uh, the back to the conference room. Time skip. Everyone's made it back to the conference room. Quinn has his like 
he's like he's twirling his thumbs like he's playing a video game or something and he's sort of staring at his hands. Yeah, Drake is actually sitting in his seat and he's constantly twisting the pinky on his prosthetic right. all the way around in a full 360. <laughs> that's his, that's how he fed, that's how he twiddles his thumbs. That's some Gen- cyberpunk <laughs> shit. <laughs> Gentlemen, ma'am, as I understand it, from what Mr. Seraph has told me, we are a long way from home. Approximately 70,000 light years away from home. What? Uh, small correction, Captain. That's 70,000 light years from the nearest mapped zone, which is actually quite far outside of Federation space. Right. I turn to Drake and ask, how did navigation get us this far without noticing? It... it uh... Drake is just completely stunned at this point. His mouth is agape. He he definitely has an idea of how it could have happened, but he wouldn't be willing to jump to conclusions like that. Uh, so he just kind of sits shocked. It, it's certainly nothing he did. He knows that much. Mr. Locke, have we, have we suffered any major casualties? Serious structural damage? None, sir. Excellent. Mr. Seraph, Mr. Mirren, I'm open to possibilities on how in God's Earth we managed to get 70,000 light years from the nearest map to location. Drake actually raises his hand at this point. Mr. Drake. Um, this is just a theory, mind you, but provided we were going on the correct course, uh, what could have happened during that shutdown was something of a... I don't really know how to scientifically say it. Imagine we flew through a wormhole. Essentially, it could be that something with the the warp drive, the the experimental warp drive, perhaps folded space in a way that we weren't anticipating. I know we were on course. It just seems like we covered way more distance than we should have been able to, even at warp 9.975 by a, a margin that's just baffling, to be honest. A yes, factor of almost 10 million to 1, Mr. Drake. Baffling, to be honest. Is there any way we could duplicate this phenomena? Not without the warp... Uh, not without our warp uh, capabilities back up. I'm confident in agreeing with that. Mr. Mirren, out of, do you think out of we'll character... be able to bring them back up? Out of character, I want to uh, roll to see how much I would agree with his uh, with his speculation. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, not as sure about this one. Not as sure. Um, Understandably so. Yeah, uh, you're you're inclined to agree with him. There's not probably not much else you can do without the physical warp coils. It's possible. It's certainly possible. What uh, Drake says. Uh, I, how can I possibly tell without access to the warp drive and its schematics and the history and this Oh yes, that. Captain, that uh, does remind me. Uh, we were having some trouble accessing some files related to uh, the the whole warp coil system. Uh, is there a possibility that you could give us access or something of that nature? I don't have access to the warp coil documents, Mr. Gill. Are you 
I wasn't even aware there were documents on board. They're... Well, Seraph was trying to access and they were locked out in the terminal. Maybe you have some kind of, as captain, some kind of administrative access. I'm not trying to pry and go against any kind of, well, Federation... You know, I'm I'm not trying to Captain, get any information that you're not able to give us. Yes, Mr. Seraph. I have two thoughts. The first is directed towards Mr. Mirren. Do you believe that the experimental warp coils are at all reparable? Is there anything that we could salvage from them to allow us to recreate the situation we just endured? It's absolutely possible but are you are you trying to tell us that we're using a device with which we have zero information on that brings me to my second point captain i believe there is some information stored in our databases regarding the experimental warp engine perhaps with your authorization we can seek out those files very well. We'll see to that, certainly. But uh, for the time being, we need a short-term solution. But we're certainly not going to make any progress trudging along at impulse power. Are there any planets or anything nearby that we can slingshot around? <laughs> Did you find anything when you scanned the area, Mr. Seraph? Before coming back to the bridge, Captain, I did, in fact, make a limited sensor sweep of our immediate area. There seems to be two nearby planets with life signs. Unfortunately, we're too distant from the planets for me to detect exactly what kind of life signs, or even to give you a good idea of the technological complexity of the civilizations thereon. But in this star system, we could make it there on impulse? We could. Thank the Lord. That's something at least. Maybe they'll have something that can help us. Captain, with all due respect, planets especially this far out from all known map space, can bring nothing but trouble. I think we should need to prioritize getting that information so I can fix this warp drive as soon as possible. I understand, Mr. Mirren, but there might be impossible. We should seek both options. Mr. Seraph, Mr. Mirren, I want you to get working on repairing the warp coil or doing what you can ASAP. Mr. Gill, Mr. Uh, Mr. Gill, I want you to con see if you can contact this planet on comm, see if they're friendly. Mr. Locke, Prepare your defenses, case they're not friendly. Dismissed. Are we not... Sorry, Captain, are we... Yes. If they're this far out of Federation space, are we not supposed to... You know, based off the Prime Directive, they are not civilized, they have no Federation interaction. Is Commander, this... presumably if they're able to respond to your comms, there are su sufficient scientific complexity to not be adversely affected by the Prime Directive. And if not, then we'll know. And we haven't actually contacted them in that case. Uh, in game, Lieutenant Locke gets up, uh, yep. looks around at everybody. All right, gentlemen, you and ladies, you heard the captain. Mm. Hmm. Uh, captain, I noticed there were no orders specifically for me. Uh, quick suggestion, take it as you will. Uh, would you like me to take the ship on impulse power and start heading in the direction of those planets? Maintaining, obviously, a uh, uh, good Up amount Earth. of distance between us. Perhaps just enough to get a better sensor sweep of the planet. Makes sense, Mr. Gr Drake. Three-quarters impulse. Noted. Seraph stands to his feet 
and immediately heads towards the bridge to start carrying out his attempts to seek out uh, new information and <laughs> new classified files <laughs> to yes. boldly go where the computer doesn't want him to. <laughs> yeah, I saw that coming. Uh, and I will attempt to uh, make communications with this these planets when we uh, get close enough. Great. I head okay. to my station and yep. begin on three quarters and pulse. All right. Mirin heads to engineering first and gathers anyone who's not visibly busy and then heads towards the warp drives. Okay, cool. All right. So let's see. Um, I want Gil to roll a command plus presence, and the ship will assist you with its communications. Okay. Uh, In the meantime, would it be a focus used? Uh, diplom. Do you have diplomacy or something yes, akin to that? Then yes. Diplomacy, persuasion, Starfleet protocols. Yeah, diplomacy seems appropriate. Nice. Man, a lot of twos. And the ship as well? The ship got a one. Yeah, the ship got one success. So you got four successes. Excellent no system. Mm. Beautiful. No. I don't know why I said null system for her, but okay, whatever. Okay, so I'll get to Edison in a second. Uh, I don't think, Drake, you need to roll anything to do that, because it's just a push well, and fold. Going into yeah. impulse. At yeah. quarters is particularly difficult. Yeah. You're not flying around any asteroids or anything. Same with you, Mr. Locke. I don't think I need you to roll anything in particular unless you well, can think of something. Well what I what I was going to do yes. um is I would contact my security to meet me on deck four in main security. Yes. Okay. And then once everybody's together, I would direct half of them. How how many do I have in my security? Altogether. Um, we'll ballpark it for now. We'll say like two dozen. Okay. All right. Take so it. I would uh, be directing half of them to uh, prepare for kind of defenses and follow up with the drills, and okay. then the other half to go to our cargo bays and take stock of the inventory that we have. Okay. Cool. Makes sense. Um. So let's see. Efficiency. I don't, efficiency, efficiency. don't know if I need to roll for that. <laughs> mm, I was, yeah, I was thinking maybe security and presence because you're trying to like Direct rally them. them. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Let's do that and then we will uh, resolve. Uh, Would this potentially fall under my focus of survival because we're trying to survive right now? Oh, that mm. one's gonna get abused a lot. Mm. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Because we're about, trying to uh, survive. Uh, how about wait for uh, the opportunity to not survive and then it'll die? Behavioral <laughs> analysis. Would behavioral I be analysis. Um, okay, I guess it's sort of a psychology sort of thing. I'll allow that one. All right. You can't game yeah, the system every time, the, Kirk. Yeah. Ask about oh, survival oh. again if you're trying to pitch a tent. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no, that was clearly be my zero-key combat no, technique. Stop it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Onboard tactical systems. I'm pitching a tent. <laughs> Can you pitch a tent in space? Yes. Space that would be zero-key combat techniques, okay? Yeah. So... <laughs> 
All right, two successes. Okay, so um, they all give you this sort of like sir, yes, sir uh, approach and uh, go about their business. Perfect. So, yeah. That's how I want them to be. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. They're all a little bit scared of you, I think. <laughs> so, yes. Apparently, you're 100% muscle. So. Pound <laughs> muscle. Even your even your teeth. Yep. Just 100% muscle. No. I just do push-ups all day. <laughs> Gross. He chews and it just. <laughs> he doesn't actually move his jaw to chew. His teeth just flat. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Okay, um, so uh, back to Seraph and uh, Mirin. Uh, Mirin was heading for the. Are you heading for main engineering, or are you heading for like the co the, the the warp cells where the coils are? First engineering, and then the. Okay, and, and Seraph and and Seraph, you're trying to access the computer with Quinn's help to see if you can get the documents up. Yes. It wasn't really with Quinn's help because oh, okay. I'm assuming he's not a scientist himself or an engineer. Oh, yeah. But I okay. wanted his authorization because I'm going to go and hack into classified files. So <laughs> I, I want to do it under the captain's orders as opposed to on my own initiative. Okay. And, right. then, and then I pull out a tricorder and I yeah. get down on my back and I rip open one of the access hatches beneath the uh, bridge consoles and I start pulling out isolinear chips. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing this old-fashioned way. Yeah, yeah. There's the well, obviously, obviously trying to uh, go in through the console itself is just going to keep throwing me into the security lockouts. So I'm just going to get the data off of the isolinear chips it's stored on and rip it the hard way. Yeah, you don't want to be timed out for 70,000 light years. Exactly. Uh, science plus D daring? Don't, don't want to have to go back to the authorized vendor to get uh, a refresh. Oh, they always charge us so much. Can you unlock my phone? Oh, but if we had gone back to the authorized vendor, that would have solved all our problems. Clear, so clearly, our OS is space. from MicroStar, okay? <laughs> Alright, so what did you say you wanted me to roll here? Uh, science plus daring. Science plus daring. Ooh. Okay. And this fits under Tinker, I think, or computers. Yeah, either one's fine. Alright. Uh, challenge dice? Yes, no? No, no, no. Okay. Hmm. One success. Okay. You can't find the files. They're not there. Hmm. I pull some different isolinear chips. <laughs> he keeps trying. There's, there's a large console full of them. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, because you're not under duress, like in D&D, &D, I sort of let you take... Ten or whatever. Okay. In, instead, instead of instead of daring in this case, I was thinking reason in that I try and pick out those chips which look to me like they were not included in the standard complement with the ship that might okay. have that might have been brought on board afterwards, carrying say classified documents. Okay, uh, go ahead. I don't know, not the usual Chris going on here. I don't know, no. I, bl I blame this crazy formula. Yeah, no, it's everyone else that's rolling super well instead of Chris. No, he's still rolling high. It's just not working. It's just not good enough. Although, I did scrape the ship against Deep Space Nine when I pulled out, so yeah. maybe I'm not rolling that well either. <laughs> Captain, we're, we, 
Yeah, Captain, we found a two-foot scratch on the starboard side. Uh, right, so you were yeah. saying I was going to take ten on this, or? Right. So, anyways, uh, you you can't find it. Like you're 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 positive you found the spot where it should be, mm-hmm. but in lieu of the file on the warp coils, you find instead a, a report on a um like a like a low-ranking nebula. That doesn't seem correct. I mutter to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly certain this is where the classified files were. Uh, is there something more that I can attempt here, or should I come up with something with a new approach? The linear chips don't seem to be yielding any results. The documents don't seem to be here. Hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change yeah, over sh- to shift, uh, shift uh, perspectives. Yeah. Mr. Bum, Engineer. Bum, bum. You are uh, wandering to main engineering, okay? So you made it to main engineering. Um, a bunch of guys have followed you. Some of them are uh, still like you. You had like sort of a fire suppression team, sort of putting out the damage in the warp coils. That's I have been firefighters. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. Lots of things could explode on the ship. So. Yeah. The ultimate engineer has at least one firefighter. Yeah. Oh. As we're uh, heading towards the warp coil, uh, yeah. I'm telling them. Um, no one is authorized to make any repairs on the warp coil without my presence. In the meantime, I want every single one of you to look at it, report any anomalies, and whiteboard any theories you have as to what just happened. They all give you sort of like a taciturn nod. Uh, you make it back to the warp coils. One of the warp cells is two. Uh, uh, crew in tow. And the whole place is like... Looks like a house after it's on fire, um, but the the thing's been taken off, like it's been turned off, or maybe it shut itself off. And you can right. see there are like physical breaks, like a bomb went off in here. Um, so are there like force fields that lead out into space, kind of thing? Is there gas? There's uh yeah, there's cracks in the hall and stuff like that where containment fields have come down. Um, okay, so. I'm, upon seeing this, I want to um, uh, ration out whether I believe the damage it came from, like, the engine itself or some form of external source, like, as though it was sabotaged. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Mm. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you roll. Mm. You, can have, you can have insight or reason, your choice, Okay. En- plus engineering. Yep. And I'm going to increase the complication range to three. So. Um, so I don't believe I would have a focus for that in any way. No, I don't but think since so. I, since I brought my team with me, can I tell them that this is my theory and then have them assist me? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Perfect. I will make that role myself. I okay. have a question. Yes. Increasing the complication range does what? Oh, yeah, so it increases the chances of botching. So normally you botch on a 20, with the complication oh, range is 1. Would make it 18 to 20 would be a botch? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good to Just know. because it was a particularly sort of tough that's, thing. To... That's reasonable. Yeah, but it looks like he did not do that. In fact, you got two successes. Look at that. And then I will roll for your. Uh, Able-bodied crews. Crew botches. Yeah. Okay, it's a three. That's fine. 
We're good. Crew watches. They all get, they get a 20, they all fall in the reactor. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, that's three successes all told. If you had, looking at it, it looks like the, the coil itself blew somehow. But as okay. far as you know from your training in the academy and stuff like that, this shouldn't be possible. There's all kinds of safety measures on a starship to prevent that from happening. But it's like someone went in and planted C4 in the coil and it went off. So you're saying affirmative that this does appear as though it's sabotage or has the potential to be sabotage. You are... You, there's no way you can confirm it for 100%, but you Correct. are quite certain that that seems to be the evidence shown to you. So that's my leading suspicion. Yes. Okay. Um, can I use like insight and something else to see if uh, see if anyone in my crew looks suspicious while examining? <laughs> hmm. Well, yeah. Insight plus what? Uh, security. security right? I mean, yeah. I mean, Ensign Lynch is like laughing maniacally. Right? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you're, 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 the engineers seem as baffled as you do. Uh, okay. And as you proclaim your sabotage, they're all like, what? How is that possible? Like, blah, blah, blah. But they agree right. with you. It looks like that seems to be the most reasonable outcome. You can check like the ship's logs, basically, to determine that most of these guys were in main engineering or like sleeping. When okay. the thing went off, so okay. not everyone was on duty. Oh, the information that gives me is that I'm not suspicious of my crew, even though I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think I would be in the first place, but that's mm -hmm. just yeah. At yeah. least the guy, the the, the guy, the, like your staff, like you don't suspect them. Gotcha. So, yeah, it's it's obviously it's obviously Lieutenant Drake. Like, come on. I was just about to. Make uh, it was Colonel Mustard, actually. I, already confirmed. I was thinking about saying yes. Nobody noticed when I slipped the C4 into the wall. When you professionally navigated that C4 into the wall. Somehow you didn't have to roll for it. I actually changed our navigation course so that we would drive straight through the C4 nebula. <laughs> the C4 nebula, that's it. So that... Um... But uh, TLDR, uh, it doesn't look like you're going to be able to fix the coils uh, as they stand right now. You're going to need to do, like, a complete replacement. Nice. So are you saying, like, like it's basically destroyed, like, unsalvageable, roughly speaking? You might be able to salvage some of the metal, but the right. actual component is, is, is dead. Gotcha. It's a dead circuit. So... The procedure is totally possible. You are capable of replacing the coils, but Voyager didn't come stocked with extra coils when it left the Space Nine. Yeah, so I have to uh, replace and or reverse engineer an experimental system. Gotcha. Yeah, or just a regular system would probably do it too. Back on the bridge, uh, Gil um, uses uh, the communications. He sort of reroutes communications to his little console on his armrest. And sends hails out in basically like all known languages kind of thing uh, to these two planets they find as Drake sort of brings them towards them. And uh, you bring in the view screens back online. So eventually you're able to see the planets. Um, 
they look fairly big. They're like M-class, which in Star Trek means they're able to support life. They're Earth-like, basically. Um, they're in the same solar system, but they're like Venus-Earth distance from each other. Uh, they also, it seems like, have a, like a ton of moons orbiting them. A like, ton like of a, moons? Like a dozen. Like They each have like a dozen moons floating okay. around them. That's so. peculiar. How far away is this this star? How far away is the star? Like the the sun of this solar system. Oh, okay. So the two M class planets are like the third and fourth planets in this system. You, would oh, you oh, say oh. they'd be about the same distance away as Earth and Mars? Yeah, I meant Earth and Mars. Sorry, I said Earth and Venus, but Earth and Mars. Um, yeah, give or take. Okay, but they both have life on them. Yes, absolutely. Okay. You're getting energy readings from them, although you can't isolate them yet. Um, but nobody responds to your hails. However, uh, you are able to discern, because of the sort of bounce-back effect, you are able to discern they have communications, but they have not responded to you. Quinn, who kind of wandered, kind of wandered between the bridge and the ready room, comes back after a few minutes and, 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 and sort of takes a seat again and turns to you. Mr. Gill, have we had any success contacting this planet? Well, they have communication capabilities, but they don't seem to be answering the hails. I'm not sure if they've received them per se, but I can uh, I can tell based on energy readings and other other stuff, I guess. Sorry, I'm this is this is a little I'm I'm scared. I apologize. <laughs> Fears, normal Mr. Gill. It's how we handle the fear that uh, defines us. Okay, Picard. Well, every problem has a solution. Right, okay. So, uh, they seem to not be answering us. I'm picking up your accent, David. <laughs> 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 they seem to not be It's fine. He's rubbing off on you in multiple wonderful ways. Great. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to not be answering us. I'm not exactly sure. We could go down and send a party down in a shuttle, but... Would that be worth the energy, the effort? I think we should try to make orbit with one of them first and try contacting them again. Mr. Gill, pick a planet. It doesn't seem to matter too much. I'll pick the third from the star. Mr. Drake, set a course. Affirmative, Captain. Mr. Locke, Mr. Gill mentioned there were energy readings from that planet. Are we able to discern anything more about what those energy readings are? In the in the meantime, um, I would have been looking these up mm -hmm. to try and discern that. Um, so, what would would I have to roll for that? You don't need to roll for it because it's it's just a, a basic scan sort of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, Captain, the energy readings appear to be a uh, defense grid. A defense grid. <laughs> that could mean full stop. A defense grid that could mean anything. To be on the safe side, Captain, if I may suggest, uh, perhaps we go to yellow alert. Very well. This is the Captain. All hands, yellow alert. Mr. Locke, raise the shields. Shields raised. Damn, I've always wanted to say that. Okay, anyways. I'm cycling through shield frequencies every three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gill, continue to, continue to hail them, please. Mr. Mirren, Mr. Seraph, please come back to the bridge. Seraph never actually left the bridge, so he just sort of pokes, pokes one hand up and waves. Yeah, I, I, I know that, but Quinn didn't know that. Yes, you so, were no, that's right? what I'm saying, is he, yeah, yeah. He, he pokes a hands up, 
hand up and literally waves at, at the captain. Captain, oh. I'm actually still here. Oh, very good. I've also thought of a new approach. Yes. Instead of trying to manually discover where the files were kept, I have loaded an isolinear chip with a new program which will linearly go through each of the other isolinear chips seeking out a certain key string. Once it has found that key string, it will report back to me at my console, and that should indicate exactly where the files are being kept. Very good, Mr. Seraph. How long do you think that'll take? I expect the process to take under an hour, Captain. Very good. By that time, we might have made contact with these people. Uh, Mr. Drake, continue to bring us cautiously towards the third planet. Still at three quarters, sir? <sighs> yes. Mr. Locke, the moment that energy reading begins to spark or indicate any kind of firing, you let me know. Aye, aye, Captain. Uh, the ship continues to move on, and on the view screen, you can see the planet coming more and more into into view. It's got a similar look to, look to Earth, although not nearly as much water, though there are obviously lakes and rivers and that kind of things. But what strikes uh, you on the bridge most clearly is the moons that seem to... <laughs> seem to circle uh, the planet. Um, they're they're all really small, uh, like the size of the moons of Mars. You know, like basically just glorified large asteroids. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're 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 arranged in such a nice even pattern around the planet. Like no one's orbit uh, intersects with another, and they're all kind of like following each other in the line, like they're all doing a conga. As you uh, approach the planet, uh, you uh, finally get uh, what he, sounds like a uh, communicate back, uh, Mr. Gill, over your communicator. It's not in a language you, you seem to recognize at first, but then the universal translator kind of mm -hmm. like adapts it. Convenient. Yeah. yeah well, so uh, future. Um, and so it turns from like, yeah, that's. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. And it just repeats that a couple of times. Uh -oh. And uh, one of the one of the uh, moons uh, from one of the moons that's passing near the ship, oh a God. sudden beam of energy mm. fires out of it towards the ship. Drake would like to make an evasive maneuvers. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, evasive action yeah. is a con plus daring. Okay. Assisted by the ship structure plus con, and it costs one power. Okay, so you got three successes, and the ship got one. That's four successes. That's fantastic. Uh, with lightning quick reflexes, Drake manages to move the ship out of the way of the incoming laser fire, which ends up just sort of searing into the endless abyss hmm. and hitting the cat. <laughs> 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 and uh, and also nets everyone another momentum, so they can add that to their sheet. Nice, Drake. Thank you. Uh, as the excellent lasers fly past, I shout back to the captain. Captain, mm -hmm. should we maintain course, or shall I pull back? <sighs> pull back a little bit, Mister Drake. See if we can get out of the range. Okay, I pull back to what I suspect may be their their uh, range limit based off of what I saw. And then, and then after another moment or two, uh, uh, Locke, you notice the energy spike disappears. The energy grid seems to, like, 
dissipate or something. Hmm. And there's a communication over... Oh, actually, Seraph, because your communications... Uh, it looks like the planet is attempting to hail the ship. Captain, it appears we're receiving a hail from the planet. Shall I respond? Yes. On screen. Channel open, Captain. Uh, there is no visual, but uh, over the audio you can hear uh, sort of sort of a, a gravelly voice reply. Oh, my dearest apologies. Uh, our defense mainframe uh, assumed you were from the part of the Blexia. Our apologies. You, you, you clearly are, are outsiders. Uh, please accept our sincerest apologies. In fact, uh, as a sign of goodwill, we would be willing to uh, to host you uh, below planets. If you would if you would transport yourselves down, we can we can make formal apologies. Captain, should we respond? Yes. We'll we'll try talking this one. Mr. Locke, I want you to lower the shields. Show them we have no in ill intent. Aye, aye, Captain. Lowering the shields. Mr. Seraph, uh, respond that we would be more than happy to take them up on their hospitality. Understood, Captain. Mr. Gill, I want you to lead an away team down to the planet. Take one of the shuttlecraft. Understood. Hey, this is Nathaniel Kiefer, writer, GM, and producer of Voyager Done Right. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Hey, if you liked what you heard today, then you can do me two big favors. Number one, keep on listening. New content every week. And number two, tell your friends and get them to start listening right now. If you want to chat with us, you can drop us a line on Twitter or join our Discord server. Those links are in the description, and I promise to get back to you in a reasonable time. Say, three to five years... And if you really like what you hear, you can check out our Patreon page. The Nathaniel Keeper Swimming Pool Construction Fund thanks you in advance for your time. Music from bensound.com, and the cast of Voyager Done Right includes myself, Nathaniel Keeper, as Captain Ulysses Quinn, Richard Jellison as Commander Edison Gill, Christopher Kiefer as Lieutenant Commander Seraph, Jordan Wood as Lieutenant Commander Miran Oka, Kirk Dawson as Lieutenant Leon Locke, and Thomas Hyde as Lieutenant Junior Grade Wallace Drake. Thanks so much for listening. Till next time.